All right, so confirmation is a really exciting time in the life of our congregation because we get to see what God continues to do in the lives of our families. Uh, so, but, but it's then really, really easy to check out if you know, you're not sitting in one of these first few, few pews or if, if you're not one of these students. Uh, but I'm gonna encourage you not to do that today. Not because I just want you to hear me talk, uh, but because it's important for you to hear these words that, that God is speaking to you and, and important for you to be reminded of what God does in your life as well. So I want to start off by asking the question, what is confirmation? Well, confirmation is a confirming of the faith that was given in baptism. Okay, what does that mean? Right, so, so sometimes the definitions need another definition, and we'll see that a lot as we look at some questions today, as those questions that we ask might need more explanation. But really, we're asking the question, what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? And so that's not just a question for these nine students today. That's a question for every single one of us. Whether, whether you were confirmed many years ago, whether you're getting confirmed today, or whether you have not yet been confirmed. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? Well, today we're going to ask a, a few more questions that help us answer that question. Earlier in the service, we acknowledged our, our baptism and the gifts that God, that God has given to us in our baptism. Forgiveness of sins, rescue from death and the devil, and eternal life to all who believe this. Uh, we're also renouncing the devil and all of his works and all of his ways. We're confessing our belief in God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're proclaiming that God's word, his holy scriptures is true and right. But not all of this is head stuff, right? Not all of this is, is what do we believe, but also how do we live out that belief? And so one of, some of the questions that we're going to be asking ourselves today is, is do we commit to living out this faith in our lives. And so uh, during this time, uh, during the sermon time, we're going to ask five more questions uh, to guide us this morning, both to the confirmands and to the rest of the, conf uh, to the, rest of the congregation. So, so the first question that we're going to look at today is, do you uphold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures to be the inspired Word of God? All right, translation, do you believe that what was written in the Bible was written by men thousands of years ago? but was inspired by God and is truly His Word for us today. So for all of you today, not just confirmants, for all of you, I want you to grab a Bible. So for many of you, there are Bibles in front of you in the pews. If you brought a Bible with you, grab that Bible. If you've got it on your phone, pull out your phone and pull out your Bible app. And just take some time. Um, so if you get the one with the cross on it, that's the hymnal. Uh, the one that's the Bible in the pews says Holy Bible on it. Uh, but, but just take a look. Open it up and, and flip through some of the pages. Pull out your phone and just start scrolling through some of the pages. Do you believe that what you're looking at, do you believe that what you are reading is the Word of God? Not, not does it contain the Word of God, not does it represent the Word of God, but it truly is the Word of God. Right, that's what this question is asking you today. All right, so now it's time. Confirmands, please stand. That means like, on, yep, thanks, Zane. All right, confirmands, please stand and answer this question. 
Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic Scriptures to be the inspired Word of God? Congregation, same question. Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic Scriptures to be the inspired Word of God? I do. All right, you can be seated again. Or you're going to get your calisthenics in today. All right, next question. Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the Scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? That's a lot of words there. Basically, do you believe that what we believe, teach, and confess here at Trinity Lutheran Church School and Early Childhood Center, do you believe that to be true? Now, the word true has recently become a four-letter word that we're not supposed to say in public, right? Because it, it might mean that somebody else, if something's true, it means something else is false. And so, oftentimes, if we say the word true, we have to put qualifiers, qualifiers with it, like true for me, or this is true for you, or, or my truth, or your truth. Right? In our, our society, it's often thought that there's nothing that is actually true. Even proven facts can't actually be true anymore. Because again, if, if something is true, that means something else would be false or wrong, and it's against those cultural norms to, sell, to tell someone else that they're wrong. So what does Jesus think of this society? What does Jesus think of my truth or your truth? Well, in John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to them, I am the way, and I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says it's not about your truth. It's not about my truth. It's about His truth. So as you look to Jesus, as you, as you focus on Jesus and what is what, what he teaches, which is what we teach here, uh, that's our focus, right? What Jesus said, what Jesus did, and what he still does for us today. So as you consider that, confirmands, please stand again. Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? Congregation, same question. Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know it from the small catechism to be faithful and true? I do. Okay, you may be seated. The next question that we want to look at is, that, uh, is do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? This is a question we're going to spend most of our time on this morning, but, but especially I want to know what that last word means. Faithfully. What does it mean to do these things faithfully? Well, this word really has a, a triple meaning to it because, because we could say that if we're doing it faithfully, we're doing it at, with a correct understanding, right? Do you hear and receive, you hear the word of God, you receive the Lord's Supper with the correct understanding, faithfully. Well, we, we talked about that, right? That's what we taught in a small catechism. And that's the question that we just answered a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago. So another way to think about being, doing it faithfully is while being filled with faith, right? The faith that you were given in your baptism. When you come and you, when you hear the Word of God and you, when you receive the Lord's Supper, are you doing it filled with faith? But that's a question that we already answered also when we acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism, which one of those was faith. 
So there's another meaning, another way that we can ask this question, and it's with this meaning of consistently. Right? I remember when I was a little kid growing up, when I'd spend the night at my grandparents' house, or when I'd see them around, I knew that my grandmas, Grandma Gerber, Grandma Hawthorne, they faithfully did the crossword puzzle every morning. Right? How many of you did or know someone who faithfully did the crossword puzzle in the paper every single morning? Right? To do it faithfully means to do it consistently, to do it often, as often as possible. And so where do you hear the Word of God and where do you receive the Lord's Supper? It's not a trick question. Where do you hear the Word of God? Where do you receive the Lord's Supper? Here, right? At in worship. So really the question that we're being asked here is, uh, do you intend to be in corporate worship? Do you intend to be here in this gathering uh, or, or in a different place of gathering, but do you intend to be in corporate worship, to come to church regularly, weekly, where you can hear God's Word read, where you can hear God's Word preached, and where you can receive the sacraments that He gives to you? As I got to meet with each one of these families, I got to ask them questions as they, you know, as that interview that we get to do as they prepared for today. And, and one of the questions that I asked every family is, what habits are you setting up as a family to continue your faith growth? And I heard it in just about every single one of the conversations, but one of those habits should be consistent, regular, and just because those words don't mean a whole lot anymore, weekly corporate worship. Right? Because graduation or confirmation is not graduation. Right? You are not done being a disciple of Jesus. And parents, you are not done being the primary faith formers in your child's life. Or don't get them two-thirds or three-quarters of the way up of Mount Everest and just leave them on their own to finish the summit hike. But remain. Right? Remain connected to Jesus. Our text from John chapter 15 talks about a branch that is connected to a vine. And so when you think of a branch and when you think of a vine, think of grapes. Now, there are lots of discussions as to which grapes are the best, which, which branches produce the best fruit. You know, and they'll, they'll fight that in, in Italy, and they'll fight that in Spain and France, and even here in America, which branches produce the best fruit. But I can tell you, I can answer that question for you today. Do you want to know which branches produce the best fruit? Which branches produce the best grapes? The ones that are still connected to the vine. Right? The, the branches that are connected to the vine are the ones that produce the best fruit. I remember when I was younger, uh, my family got a new dog. We tried to rescue a dog because we'd had another dog that we'd had for 16 years, and, uh, and, and he got brain cancer, and so we were like, we were alone, and we were like, we need another dog. And so we went to the shelter, and we found Walter. We found a dog named Walter, and, and our entire lives, we've had these nice, calm, docile lap dogs that you could just pick up and carry with you, and they loved it. That was not Walter. Uh, Walter did not fit our family, but we brought Walter home. We didn't realize that he didn't fit our family. We brought Walter home, and, and, and we tried to love on Walter the best we could. But I remember one day, because my family, we grew grapes. 
My, my mom grew grapes. Her mom uh, grew grapes. Her parents grew grapes um, because they, they took those grapes every season and made grape jelly out of them. I remember one year coming home and looking out into the backyard and seeing Walter ripping branches off of the grapevine. He had found a new toy, and he was ripping them off and throwing them in the air and catching them and running away with them. That was Walter. But you know, of those branches that Walter ripped off, guess how many of those produced grapes that we were able to use to make grape jelly that year? None of them. But the branches that remained connected to the vine, those produced wonderful fruit. And we were able to use that to, 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 to make grape jelly. It was what we gave for presents every year. Right? This is not a graduation. Right? This is the next step in your life of faith. And again, parents, this is not graduation for you. I know that you guys have spent a lot of time in classes, and you're like, whew, a lot of work. I know some of you have been in multiple classes, like, like four straight years of confirmation. Whew, that was a lot of work. You're not done, right? Look at, parents, look at your confirmants, okay? They can't drive. So who do you think, confirmants, look at your parents. Who do you think needs to bring you to church? Mom and dad. Right? Who do you think needs to bring you to youth group or service events? So, so parents, right? if you don't make it a priority, they won't either. Remain connected to Jesus. So then back to the question at hand. I ask, actually, confirmants, please stand. Look, there's more words to say, so, so pay attention. Okay. Do you intend to hear the Word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? And then, con congregation, I ask you the same question. Do you intend to hear the Word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? I do, by the grace of God. All right, you may be seated. Now, I'm gonna, there's two more questions that I'm going to ask during this time, and I'm going to ask them both together. So they, they are these. Do you intend to live according to the Word of God? And in faith, word, and deed to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death. And then the next question, do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and, and this church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? Basically, we're asking two questions here, but, but they're basically asking the same question. Will you make being a disciple of Jesus more important or the most important thing in your life. Actually, it's even more than that. Will you make following Jesus more important than life itself? Sometimes when I read this question and I look at 8th graders, 7th graders, 12 and 13-year-olds, I, I wonder if, if we've set the bar too high. Should we really be asking students to make this confession of faith? And then I say, yes. Yes, we should. And so the question then is, how can you keep this confession? Right? How can you keep this confession? And it goes back to what we just said, to remain, to remain in Jesus, to remain connected 
to Jesus, to remain connected to the true vine. Continue to be in church with your families. Continue to read God's Word and to receive the Lord's Supper faithfully. Remain connected to Jesus. So, confirmands, one more time, please stand. We're asking two questions, so be ready. Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word, and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, even to death? I do, by the grace of God. And then congregation, same question. Do you intend to live according to the Word of God and in faith, word, and deed, to remain true to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, even to death? I do, by the grace of God. And then one more question, confirmands. Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession in church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? I do, by the grace of God. And the congregation, same question. Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession in church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? I do, by the grace of God. Thanks be to God. Right? May, the, may, may God bless you as you continue in this faith that you have been given in your baptism, that you have been taught, that, that, that you would remain connected to the vine, remain connected to Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. You stay standing. Let's pray. Uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for these confirmands that have uh, confessed their faith in you, that, that they have confessed uh, that they remain, continue Uh, that intend to continue to remain connected to you, and we pray that you would help them with that, that you would uh, continue to grow their parents in faith and grow them in faith and their families in faith as they continue to stay connected to you, O Lord my God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, as we continue, instead of having the confirmands sit, I'm going to have the rest of the congregation stand. As we continue, we're going to now turn to a confession of sins. Uh, confession um, that we ask ourselves. And so, again, we'll do this with the confirmands answering first and then the congregation also uh, answering. Uh, but, but this we get to come before God and confess our sins to Him. So, congr- or confirmands, do you renounce the devil? Yes, I renounce him. Congregation, do you renounce the devil? Yes, I renounce him. Confirmands, do you renounce all of his works? Congregation, do you renounce all of his works? Yes, I renounce them. And confirmands, do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I renounce them. Congregation, do you renounce all of his ways? Yes, I renounce them. Oh, then may you know that the Almighty God in his mercy, he has given his son Jesus Christ to die for you and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, uh, it is my joy, my honor, and my privilege to announce God's grace to all of you that your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And then everybody but the confirmands can be seated. Confirmands, we rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and that you've received the teaching of of the Lord that you have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament, he who begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at that day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.